Hey guys, how's it going? This is Josue Salcedo, youth pastor of Remnant Youth here at King Jesus Ministry. This is the Remnant Youth Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in with us today. And if you're looking for something that speaks louder than your situation and you want to know what God is saying now, then this message is for you. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11 and we're going to start in verse number 8. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. Christian joke, God loves coffee. Hebrews. Hebrews. How many coffee lovers do we have here? All right. We live off of grace and off of coffee. Amen. All right. So Hebrews 11.8, let's read together. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. Verse 9. By faith. Say with me, faith. He dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is who? Who's our builder and our maker? All right. Who's the builder and the maker of our inheritance? Of our purpose? Awesome. Verse 11. And this is what I want you to kind of highlight with your eyes or with your heart. By faith. Say with me, by faith. By faith, faith, Sarah herself. Who? Sarah. Sarah herself also received strength to conceive a baby, seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. Say with me, past the age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Can we put that translation in NIV? So if you're taking notes, just write down Hebrews 11.11. I promise you this verse and this word will change your life tonight. Okay, let's read it again, NIV version. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled. What was she? To bear children because she considered him, being God, Faithful who had made the promise. Tonight I want to speak to you just a little bit on the power of forgiveness. Say with me, forgiveness. How many of you understand the importance of forgiveness? How many of you have done a a thing or two where you needed forgiveness? How many of you have needed to forgive someone? Or how many of you are in need to forgive somebody right now in your life? So I want to speak to you a little bit on forgiveness. I love the topic on forgiveness. And I want to really speak to you from a place of, do you really understand forgiveness? I want you to turn to your left or to your right and ask your neighbor these words. Do you understand forgiveness? But if you're going to say it, Say it with all your heart. Do you understand forgiveness? Say it like you know you need it and say it like you know you need to forgive somebody. Do you understand forgiveness? Now, isn't it crazy how all of us want forgiveness, but we don't want to forgive? Do you remember the the scriptures and the story that Jesus gave to his disciples about the king who forgave his slave and that saved slave who was master to another slave, couldn't forgive his slave for, the, for a smaller debt than the debt that he was forgiven. 
So when it comes to forgiveness, we all love forgiveness. We all know we need it. We all want it. And all of us, we love to be forgiven. But sometimes we don't forgive with that same passion, with that same desire, with that same love. Say with me, I must forgive. Say it louder. Say, I must forgive as I desire to be forgiven. Again, how many of you have done things where you've needed to be forgiven? So we must forgive with the same desire that we desire to be forgiven. So it's crazy how all of us want forgiveness, but we don't want to forgive. Forgiveness restores the standard. I want you to write that down, please. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. Forgiveness restores the standard. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to say forgiveness restores the standard? Well, I'll teach you two principles. And I guarantee that these principles will change your life tonight. Again, how many of you need somebody to forgive in your life? Wow. No one has ever been hurt here. No one has ever betrayed you. No one has ever made fun of you. How many of you need somebody in your life right now that if you was to think real good about it, you would say, I need to forgive this person. I need to forgive homeboy. I need to forgive homegirl. I really feel like showing up to the house of the church and telling them what's up. How many of you need somebody to forgive? I'm talking about that ex-boyfriend, that ex-girlfriend. I'm talking about maybe that person that lied to your face, that person that cheated on you. I'm talking about that father that really wasn't there the way you needed him to be there. Does anybody here in this place have someone or two to forgive in their life. Okay. So I want to speak to you tonight. Forgiveness restores the standard. I want to share quickly two principles on forgiveness. Number one. When you forgive someone for what they did. You take away your permission to judge them or punish them. The moment that you forgive someone, have you ever been forgiven? Have you ever forgave someone? The moment that you are forgiven, the moment that you forgive, it's the same moment where you remove your own permission to judge someone. Let me, let me explain what I'm saying. Again, how many of you have been forgiven? The moment someone told you, I forgive you, was the moment that person removed their permission to bring up what you did to them. You see, forgiveness, it removes your permission to judge or to punish people. In other words, you can't just keep bringing it up what people did when you forgive them. You can't desire for them to feel guilty no more. The moment that you forgive someone, the moment that you forgive your father to, for walking out on you, the moment that you forgive someone for hurting you, it's the same moment that you remove. You take away your permission. You take away your authority to judge them. The moment you forgive people is the same moment you can no longer bring up what they did. In other words, if you, how many of you have ever forgiven somebody? Show of hands. If you've forgiven somebody, I want you to lift up your hands. If you really forgave that person, pastor, how do I know if I really forgave that person? How do I really know I forgave that parent of mine, that family member? Do you still bring up what they did? 
Are you still talking about what they did to you? Are you still talking about what they didn't do for you? Are you still talking about the broken promises? Are you still reflecting and thinking about how that person didn't come through for you? Because if you are, then the truth of the matter is you never forgave. Because the moment you forgive, young people, I want to teach you tonight how to forgive, the importance of forgiving, and I want you to understand forgiveness. And the first thing I want to teach you, the first thing God wants you to learn tonight here at Remnant Youth is that the moment someone forgives you, they can no longer bring it up to your attention. The moment that your parents, if your parents ever told you, son, daughter, I forgive you, and two weeks later they remind you of what you did you have the authority before God to tell your mom to tell your dad dad mom I love you but with all due respect the two weeks ago when you said I forgave you you removed your authority you removed your own permission to bring it up back to my life I want to let you know if you've been forgiven you are forgiven if somebody said I forgive you you don't gotta feel down you don't gotta feel ashamed and you don't gotta feel guilty about it. Oh, can I preach to somebody here tonight that's in need of some forgiveness? Can I remind you God already forgave you? I'm going to preach to you tonight. I'm going to preach this message straight into the depths of your soul. I want to remind you, it doesn't matter what you did. You are forgiven. Some of y'all still walking up in this church with guilt on your side. Some of you still walking up into this building not knowing if you can walk with your head up high. You are forgiven. What you doing still thinking about the same old, same old sin. What you doing? about thinking about what you was watching in the computer two years ago what you're still thinking about somebody holler I'm forgiven is this message stirring anybody up before you missed the mark you were already forgiven before you fell into sin you were already forgiven the moment that you went to God and you repented, you activated that forgiveness. He already forgave you. The moment you asked for it is the moment you activated it. Oh, I'm going to slap guilt. I'm going to slap that guilt out of your head. I'm going to slap that shame out of your mouth. I'm going to slap that shame out of your heart because the devil still has you walking and talking like you the sin you committed a long time ago. The devil still got you thinking and walking and acting like you the mistake you made four weeks ago. You are not that mistake. You are forgiven. And the moment you're forgiven, that sin, that mistake has no more power over you. What you think well what you still thinking you a dummy why are you still thinking you a pervert why are you still thinking you a sinner you ain't a sinner you a child of the most high redeemed forgiven righteous the bible says you and i we are saints we are being made perfect in him am i preaching to anybody here tonight the moment you were forgiven, 
was the same moment you don't got to live with that shame. And I know God wants me to preach this to you tonight. I can feel it. I can feel the tug of war. I can feel, I can feel that tension. Some of you, you doubting on your salvation. Some of you, you doubting on your identity. Some of you, you doubting on God's power. You're doubting on God's love for you. You're doubting on his presence because you still think you are what you fell into. You ain't that pit. You ain't that ditch. You ain't that mistake. You a child of God. Perfect. Made whole. When people start bringing up your past reputation, you tell them, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying. I don't know who you're talking about. Can I preach to you tonight? I said, can I preach to somebody tonight? If I can preach to you, let me know I can preach to you. Listen, the moment you were forgiven was the moment that those rumors about you were over. The moment that you were forgiven was the moment that that truth became a lie and gossip. The moment, oh, am I preaching to somebody here tonight? The moment that you were forgiven, what you did is now a lie. What you did is now gossip. What you did is now not truth. What you did is just a false rumor. The moment that you were forgiven was the moment that the devil has no legal right. The devil has no power. Your parents, your friends, people from the past, they can't bring up what you did. They can't bring up who you were. Because it's long gone. That part of you doesn't exist anymore. Pastor, why are you saying all of this? Why are you screaming at me? Because I want you to know you're forgiven. You don't need to live with the guilt. You don't need to live. You know what the sad part is? The moment you fell into that sin, that sin didn't mark your identity. It was the moment that guilt took hold of your heart. It was a moment where shame took a hold of your heart. And that guilt and that shame caused you to believe you were the mistake you made. And if somebody doesn't come, and tell you, hey, you're forgiven. Hey, why are you still walking around church feeling bad? Feeling sorry for yourself. Feeling like I'm not worthy to be here. I don't deserve to go before God. I don't deserve to be in God's presence. Anybody ever felt like that before? Anybody ever felt like, oh, you a Christian? Oh, you a son? Oh, you a daughter? Oh, you Anybody ever felt that? Anybody ever heard that? Or is it just me? Does the devil just lie to me? Listen, I want you to know. God needs you to know tonight. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. You are not the sin you committed yesterday. You are not the mistake you made. You are not losing your virginity. You are not sleeping around. 
You are not addictive. You are not an addict. You're not the drugs you snorted. You're not the drugs you smoked. You're not the liquor or the alcohol you drank. You're not the bad experience you had laid at that party. That ain't who you are. You ain't the person that got raped or molested when you was young. You're not an orphan. You are a son and a daughter. I don't care who stepped out on you. I don't care who turned their back on you. I don't care who doesn't like you and who's not fond of you. I don't care if you're not popular in your school. I don't care what you drank. I don't care what you popped. I don't care what you snorted or what you smoked. You are not that sinner. If you repented, you are no longer that. If you repented, it ain't nothing but a rumor. It ain't nothing but a lie. It ain't nothing but history that was deleted. That is not who you are. My God, I came tonight to tell somebody, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop letting the devil speak into your life. Stop letting this world speak into your life. Stop letting guilt and shame and condemnation speak into your life. I don't care who you slept with. I don't care how many people you got into bed with. That ain't true. You are a child. As far as God knows, you still a virgin. You still pure. Oh, you don't know, Pastor, I messed up. I got into bed with the wrong person if you repented ain't nobody in heaven know what you're talking about not the father not jesus and not the holy ghost why are you still thinking from a mindset that is condemned and filled somebody gotta shake themselves and say i'm not the sin i committed We're going to knock out some demons tonight. Listen, when you forgive someone for what they did, you take away your permission to judge them. The same way, smile at your neighbor. The same way you are no longer, you are no longer what you did. Okay, all right. You put in me there, okay. Let's get personal tonight. Have you ever done something you regret? And I'm, and I'm speaking to, especially to my optimistic people that are talking about, no, I don't regret anything and everything. Listen, is there anything you've ever done that you wish you would have never done? You would have never gone. You would have never kissed. You would have never touched. You would have never spoken to. You would have never gotten into a relationship. Don't look at me crazy. I'm funny. I'm like, I'm crazy. Listen, if, if you got an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend, you know what I'm talking about. Have you ever done something that you regret? Something that you don't want part of your memory lane? You don't want on your photo album? of your mind, you don't want it in your heart. Am I talking to anybody here? Okay, the same way, let me go to this side. The same way that you are not what you repented for is the same way the moment you decide to forgive someone, they are also no longer what they did to you. 
So if you're still holding a grudge, if you're still talking about what your daddy don't do or what your daddy did to you, did you really forgive? And if God forgave you, if God forgave me, if God forgave us, who are we to not forgive? Oh, some of you, listen, you know what's starting to happen right now in, in this part of the message? The Holy Spirit is about to start slapping up pride in people. Because some of y'all, and I hope it's not the leaders, some of y'all looking around like, I forgave everybody. Really? Really? Do you still talk about the things I heard you here in church? Do you still talk about what leader so-and-so did and pastor so-and-so did? Listen, the same way you love and need forgiveness is the same way you must love to forgive. The same way you are no longer the sins that you committed is the same way people, if they repent, are no longer the sins that they committed against you. You know what God is telling you tonight, my friend? It's time, number one, to be forgiven. And number two, it's time for you to forgive. It's time for you to let go of that chicharron you had in your heart. That greasy cholesterol chicharron you got in your heart. It's time to get it out. Let me ask you a question. Do you have somebody you need to let go of? Do you have somebody you need to forgive? Do you have somebody? Oh, you know what I just heard the Holy Spirit tell me? The same way when you're forgiven, your history is deleted. Is the same way when you forgive. It's not so much that that person's history is deleted with you. It's that now that experience that is bringing you down is also deleted too. The moment you forgive is the moment you don't got to carry that way no more. Homeboy ain't even thinking about what they did to you, but you still talking about it. The moment you forgive is the moment you lose yourself. You deliver yourself. You free yourself from that burden. People ain't even talking about, about what you still remember. Ain't nobody talking about what they did to you in middle school, but it's still in your heart. It's still in your memory. You still go down memory lane. Some of you probably have a hit list talking about, oh, I'm going to get this person and that person. Person. Listen, you need to let them go. Why? It's not just so that their history with you can be deleted, but it's so that that memory, that moment in your life, that experience can be deleted too. If you want to start living like if that ain't never happened to you, if you want to start living like they've never said that about you, you got to let go of some stuff. You got to go back to the history of everything that people did all throughout your life. Some of y'all need to go to the history in your middle school years your high school years back when you was 12 and 4 years old and you need to highlight all those things and press click delete click and delete tell your neighbor click and delete neighbor when you forgive people you can't keep talking about what they did. You can't 
keep wanting them to feel guilty. Have you ever had one of those moments? I forgive you, man. With all my heart, God touched me. I forgive you. Two weeks later, did you remember what you did? Oh, you prideful now? Oh, don't you act like you didn't forgive? What you doing talking about what they did to you if you forgave? Look at homeboy and homegirl acting like she ain't do what she did and she ain't say what she said. Did you forgive or did you not forgive? Because ain't nobody in heaven saying those things about you or me. The father ain't talking about, oh, look at Josue. Look how prideful he is. And look at him acting like he ain't never slapped me across the face. Acting like he didn't put nails to my cross. Jesus ain't talking about what you did to him on the cross. Jesus is talking about what he did for you on the cross. He's talking about how he forgave you. He's talking about how he redeemed deemed you even when you were sleeping around and you knew what you was doing even when you was out there drinking and smoking even here in the church acting all rebellious and stuff God oh let me preach to somebody here tonight let me just jump to the second point some of y'all looking at the time listen even in the natural in a court case, once the judge says, you are not guilty, they can never bring up that case again. That's what they call double jeopardy. If you kill somebody and they say you are not guilty, listen. Unless they have proof of evidence, listen. They cannot bring that case up again and try to frame you or get you to be guilty for the same thing. But nowadays, you and I, we want to bring up old cases. Nowadays, you and I, we want to bring up different and old situations. And we want to talk about old things. Listen, get rid of that thing already. Click and delete. Forgive and move on. Do yourself a favor and let them go. Let her go. Let him go. He and she ain't worth it. He and she ain't worth talking about and living life with and now you in a new relationship afraid that this person's gonna do what the old person did to you. You know why? You haven't clicked and deleted. You haven't forgiven and forgotten. I came tonight to tell somebody you can forgive and live like they never did that to you. Like if that never happened. Okay, let me jump to number two. Listen, and number two, this is powerful. Tell your neighbor this is powerful. When you forgive someone for what they did, you remove your permission from doing the same thing to them or to others. Let me explain what this means. Number one, key point of number one, when you forgive someone or when you're forgiven, can't nobody talk about what you did. Nobody can judge you no more and you can't judge others no more. Can I get an amen? That's point number one. Point number one, when you forgive, you can no longer bring up the subject. When you truly forgive, you can no longer talk the same. You can no longer look at the person the same. You can no longer treat the person or act around the person the same. Can I get an amen? amen. You let it go. Number two, when you forgive someone for what they did, 
you remove your permission from doing the same thing to them or to others. Let me give you an example or two. Have you ever heard of someone who got cheated on? Have you ever been cheated on? Listen, and this person went from the sweetest, most romantic, writing love letters all the time, buying chocolates and teddy bears all the time, to I ain't never going to trust another female again. I ain't never going to trust another man again. Oh, I'm, oh you know what? I'm going to get back at society. I'm going to get back at the world. And you know what? I don't believe in relationships no more. And then they start playing people. And then they start cheating on people. And what once hurt them so bad, they've become. And now they start doing I heard about a case not too long ago that this person was abused when they were younger. And because of this abuse, they began to abuse other people. And they just started abusing people. They would look for people to abuse. You know why? Because that person never forgave. You know why that person that's so faithful and so emotional and so loving, they become the biggest player in the world? Because they're hurt and they never forgave. Because the moment I forgive Dalton for what he did to me is the moment, number one, I can't judge him for that no more. I can't bring it up no more. I can't look at him for that. I got to look at him for who God sees he is. And number two, the moment I forgive what Dalton did to me is the moment that that frees me from becoming that same offense to another person. Are you with me? Listen. This is why the devil tries very hard to keep you from confessing your offenses. That's why the devil tries very hard to keep children from talking about that family member or that family friend that abused them. If you were abused, you know what I'm talking about. No one's going to believe you. You better not say nothing. You're going to get in trouble. Everybody's going to hate you. Everybody's going to reject you. Lies. Because when you don't forgive, two things either happen. Either, you, either that offense leads you into vengeance or that offense leads you into committing the same act. Are you here with me? Romans 12, 19, and I'm going to start to finish. Romans 12, 19. Do not take what? Do not take revenge. Look at somebody and tell them, do not take revenge. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, what? It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says God. Who does vengeance belong to? If you're still thinking about hurting somebody the way they hurt you, you got to let go of that vengeance. And you need to let God avenge for you. And can I tell you something, young people? He already did what was necessary so that you wouldn't repeat the offense. You know why God tells you, let me avenge on your behalf? 
Because he doesn't want you to become the offender that offended you. He says, don't worry about it. I already took care of him, and I'm already taking care of you. I already took care of the offender, and I already took care of the offense. So you wouldn't live with it the rest of your life. He doesn't want you to look for revenge. He's not looking for you to avenge yourself. He's not looking for you to be the bad one in the group and talking about, yo, meet me outside, meet me in the playground. I'll see you after class. I'll see you after school. Get out of your car. I'm going to meet you outside of your house. You better answer the door when I knock. I'm going to start breaking windows. I'm going to start doing this. Or I'm going to send you to the hospital. Listen, young people, God doesn't want you. Oh, I'm going to preach to you for the next two minutes, and then I'm going to close this sermon. God doesn't want you to avenge yourself. God doesn't want you to take vengeance. Why? He already took vengeance on the devil. He already took vengeance on that offense. He already took vengeance on the flesh. He already took vengeance on that spirit that came against you. That spirit that influenced that person to talk bad behind your back. That, that influence that the flesh is so vulnerable to. You think it's that person. It ain't that person. It's the demon that that person is struggling with. It's the demon that that person is dealing with. It's the demon that's influencing that person. Hello, are you here tonight? Don't take vengeance on people. Take vengeance on the devil. And the greatest vengeance that you can ever take on the devil is the greatest vengeance that God took care of the devil in the cross. Forgiveness. Somebody say forgiveness. You know what's the greatest defeat? You know what's the greatest vengeance? Forgiveness. It's for you to look at your dad that walked out of you dead in the eye and say I forgive you to the point that it doesn't hurt you anymore to the point that you can live life as if he never walked out on you to begin with to live life as if you had a father since you were born to the day you forgave him forgiveness is the greatest vengeance I came tonight to speak to our generation I came tonight to speak to the next generation if you really want to take vengeance Start forgiving those people who are bullying you in school. Why are you thinking about taking a knife or a gun? Why are you thinking about joining a gang to retaliate? Forgiveness is your greatest form of vengeance. Forgiveness is the greatest form. It's the greatest weapon. If you want to get back at the devil, forgive the people who offend you. If you want to get free and get delivered, forgive that ex-boyfriend. Forgive that ex-girlfriend. Somebody got to respond to this word. The greatest form of vengeance is what Jesus demonstrated on the cross. You know what's the greatest form of vengeance to the devil? The fact that Jesus forgave you and forgave me at the cross. It's no wonder why Jesus died the biggest sinner but didn't die with no sin at all. He forgave. He never became what he didn't forgive. The sin you don't forgive, the offense you don't forgive, is the offense you become. Young people, you need to forgive. Why? Because you've been forgiven. Why? Because God is forgiving you. Why? Because God is open. He's ready. He wants to forgive you. 
some people, you don't have to walk around feeling angry all the time. You don't got to feel angry. You don't got to walk around hating the whole world no more. You don't have to walk around looking across your shoulder. You don't got to walk around. You don't got to live ashamed no more. There's so many of you tonight, I feel it in the spirit, that the devil keeps reminding you of your sin. And that's the method he's trying to use to get you to go back to it. That's why many of you, you know why you re-fall into the same temptation? Because the devil keeps bringing it up and he deceives, he deceives you to think it ain't over. He deceives you to think that you still have sin. That it still has power over you. I came tonight to call the devil a liar. I said I came tonight to call the devil a liar. If the devil is still reminding you of what you did, you remind him of where he's going. Because you and I, we got, baby, what he could never get. You and I, we have forgiveness. You and I, we have redemption. Oh, the devil, you can't get out of no out. You can't get out of no alcoholism. You can't get out of no addiction. You can't get out of no loss because he ain't got no forgiveness. But you and I, we can come out of whatever you can repent of. You can come out of whatever you can humble yourself and ask God to forgive you. I said you can be free. You can be delivered from whatever you ask God to forgive you from. Thank you for joining us today and a special shout out to those who follow us on a weekly basis. If you love what you heard, hit the subscribe button and follow us at Remnant Youth on Instagram and YouTube. God bless you. We love you.